0: all right welcome back to another empirical preparedness podcast i am your host caleb coleman coming back with your favorite unedited podcast (laughs) anyway uh i'm pretty excited about this one i'm going to talk about physical training philosophy that's what i'm going to call it for now but why why is physical training important why do i think it's necessary what am I training for? Um, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? What are some of the standards that I hold myself to when it comes to um, to physical exercise, physical training? So, to start out, why? Now, on a on a basic level, bare bones of why I train. Is, is just to maintain a level of fitness, just to, to do daily activities, just to be active. To I work construction, uh, do a lot of stuff outside, work with my hands, and I need to be able to do that. Now, just doing those things will keep me relatively active and fit, but incorporating other avenues of exercise will enhance my abilities to do certain things throughout the day. So that's, again, that's, that's a very basic why, but it's true. I want to maintain a level of fitness for the day-to-day activities. Um, but also I want to train hard. I want to train harder, um, every single day, or, or at least train as hard as possible without injuring myself. In order to build resiliency, when things get tough, physically or mentally, I want to be able to endure. So I'll get into some of the things and some of my thought process for different exercises that push me at level. Not every exercise is going to push me to that level. Um, You know, I I would consider dynamic warm-ups and stretches as a form of exercise and that's not necessarily going to push me to a level of resilience. That's a smart, some smart exercises to do to mitigate injury. But there are certain exercises that are going to push you physically and mentally past a barrier that is going to build resilience in your life. So we'll dive into that, but that's that's going to be a topic. Uh, and then endurance. um, some of the things that I do to maintain a uh, strong aerobic capacity to strengthen my my heart, control my breathing, um, these types of things, the endurance aspect of training, uh, why, why I want endurance, some of the things I'm training for that... Um, that I really need to to push myself on that aerobic uh, side of things and even muscular endurance it matters too you know it, it's one thing to be able to lift a certain amount of weight for 3 reps but can you lift a certain amount of weight for 20 30 40 reps your muscles react differently right so endurance is important aspect of physical training to be to me excuse me um so let's, let's dive into these real quick. So resiliency. Now, I guess a few of the exercises that I'm, I'm lumping into this category are heavy lifts, so your, com, your big compound movements, um, squat, deadlift, bench press, pushing the boundaries of that, Farmer's walks, farmer's carries, pushing the boundaries of that, like going out for a hundred yards with the heaviest weight you, you can hold. Your grip is shot. You know, you're, it takes everything in your body to control that weight and walk for a hundred yards. You're tightening your core. And by the end of it, you realize you could have done 10 more yards. By the end of that hundred, you're like, well, I could have done the last 10. Doing that 90% to really grow on that last 10%, that builds the resiliency. So I love these types of exercises. Um, I love these types of big, heavy lifts that that push your mind harder than they really push your body. Um, At my biggest, when I was... Focusing more on a powerlifting, stuff so I'm not really doing this now, I'm not focusing on powerlifting, but when I was focusing on a powerlifting type regimen, I realized that one day I would, I would miss a weight. Like I would approach the squat bar at 275 and fail. The very next day I would approach it with 285 and succeed. It becomes a mental challenge more than it does physical. So, I really love these these types of workouts that push yourself so beyond what you think you are capable of. Another aspect of this would be um, running long distances, and running long distances. In a boring way, and what I mean by that is the treadmill, or with no headphones, maybe in the cold, or maybe in the extreme heat. And that that long distance is relative to you, to the actual person training. It's gonna it's gonna be different for somebody. It may be fifty miles for the next person. Maybe five miles. Um, for me, long distance currently is about 12 10 to 12 miles is long, um, although 10 is becoming more comfortable for me. I can do 10, you know, a couple times a week and feel okay. Any more than two to three times a week, 10 miles, it, it takes a toll on my legs. So I'm trying to build up to that or build up a little bit more. I'm building my resilience to the, that type of mileage. But doing, running long distances by yourself with no distraction, it builds a level of resiliency uh, that is very translatable to life. And that can be translated in different ways for different people. For me, it's a level of being used to, being comfortable with being alone and pushing myself when nobody's around integrity. Um, it allows me to be present and almost joyful in moments when other people may be like, oh, this is, I hate this. This is boring. Or or when I used to say, I hated running three miles in the Marine Corps because It just seemed like such a long, boring distance. I didn't want to be alone. Um, These guys are running 10 times faster than me, and now I'm dwelling in the fact that I'm slow. And these are just ridiculous thoughts that go through my mind for no reason. And now I can endure 10 miles alone with no headphones in 35-degree weather. And as I continue to do this, and as I continue to develop the habit and the resiliency to endure the miles, I get stronger. My heart gets stronger. My legs get stronger. My mind gets stronger. And before you know it, I'm going to be doing 20, 30 miles like it's no problem. So I love these types of workouts that really push yourself beyond what you think you're capable of. And for that reason, specifically to build resiliency to hard things. Um, kind of touched on it, but it, as far as the endurance I guess this goes hand in hand with resiliency and endurance. But I put, I have a little note here that I put. And this all goes back to my own personal experience. Why do I want, or why do I care enough to build a level of endurance, physical endurance? Well, I want to be able to travel and do things that. Most people can't do or unable to do, or even if they can do them, I want to be able to do things like travel to another country and do a hike comfortably and enjoy it. I want to be able to um, join some friends for a a training run, or I want to be able to... uh, Hiking seems like the best example that I can come up with off the top of my head. Like Go to Colorado and do a 10-mile hike and have the endurance to be able to do that at 12,000 feet and actually enjoy it and not feel like it's a stress or a strain on me to do that, but do the hike and enjoy it. When I was in Hawaii many years ago, it's been a while now, it's been almost six years now. When I was in Hawaii, I had friends who were way more fit than I was, and they loved doing these hikes. They would go every weekend and do three peaks and um, whatever. uh, I can't think of the names of them. But anyway, there's all these crazy mountain hikes in Hawaii. And I would always say no, because I knew that it was going to be an extreme challenge for me. And I didn't necessarily want to like put in that much work on a Saturday morning at 6.30. My mindset has changed completely since then. And now saying no to those hikes is the reason why I want to be physically fit and have the endurance and the resilience to do them now. Because I recognize how much I missed out on back then. And I did a couple hikes. I did some short hikes. I did one long through hike. It was 14 miles. Um, It took eight hours to do 14 miles. And looking back, I could have cut that distance or I could have cut that time in half. I think I could have done that 14 miles in four hours. But because I was out of shape and didn't hike enough and i didn't have the muscular endurance the aerobic endurance to endure this 14 miles it took 8 hours and just looking back on that i don't i don't want to be in situations again where that is a limiting factor for me I also have a buddy, um, in Special Operations Command, and he's. I've had opportunities to train with him uh, a year, year and a half ago or so. Had opportunities to train with him, and I declined because at this point I was probably the most out of shape I had been, and I'll get more into why, and we'll dive into the ebbs and flows of my my fitness journey, I guess, over the last few years. But last year in particular, I was really unhealthy and out of shape. And I couldn't keep up with him, and I knew it. And so he would ask me to train with him, and I would say no. I would straight up be like, I'd rather eat a bag of potato chips on the couch than than train with you. And I regret that to this day. Um and there's nothing I can change about it except train harder now. But if I could go back, man, I would love to have been able to push myself and push him and vice versa, have him push me to a level uh we could have been able to to really challenge each other through that type of training and I just uh, dude, I'm I'm so out of it. I don't I don't want to hold you back. So moving forward I don't want to be in a position like that again. If somebody asked me a train, like, yeah, dude, I don't care if, if I can't keep up or you can't keep up or vice versa. If we're on different skill levels, different training plans, different endurance, it doesn't matter. I'm here to push myself. You're here to push yourself to be better tomorrow than we were yesterday. So this is why I do it. This is why I'm doing it on a daily is because I've seen the detriment in the past and I don't want that to happen again. Um So I'd say another another aspect of this and kind of a, a why I'm looking long term and statistically somebody, a a male, American male should live, you know, 75 years old or so, 85 years old, something like that. So I got 50 to 60 years of life left. And I don't want to be miserable for 50 years of my life. I don't want to not be able to do things. I don't want to get 20 years from now, 45 years old, 46 years old, and be sitting on the couch because I can't do anything. I can't go have fun. I can't go see the sights. I can't hike the trails. I can't, you know, ride my bike on the greenway. I also recognize that over that 50 or 60 years of life that I may have left, In a healthy world, you know, anything could happen. I recognize that. I could die tomorrow. But over that period of 50 or 60 years, a lot of crazy stuff could happen in this world. We've already seen it happening over the last couple of years. And we could get hit by plagues, diseases, sickness. And the more that I'm healthy, the more that I exercise, and control my diet, and learn how to breathe, have a strong heart and an aerobic base, all of these things are going to help me have resilience towards these diseases. Another aspect of that would simply be a need to work, an ability, a need to have the ability to work, to do things like farming, to do things like like construction, for example. There's gonna be, I believe, that there will be a time where I mean, we're kind of already seeing it in the industry, blue-collar work, trade work, there's not enough tradesmen. And if I can't do a job, and I rely on somebody else, but there's nobody there to do the job for me, I'm screwed. I'm SOL in that situation, and I need to be able to do that. I need to be able to work on my vehicle. I need to be able to raise chickens, or grow some crops, or build a deck, add an addition to my house. I need to be able to do these things in the real world because I can't rely on other people and I don't want to rely on other people. Hopefully that makes sense, but these are some of the, these all tie back to physical fitness and physical training. Why why physical training is so important and so important to me. Also a spiritual aspect of this our body is a temple for me I'm gonna to try to explain this the way the way that I really feel about it 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 is an honor for me to maintain a healthy body because I recognize that I my physical body is a gift of God. And I'm grateful for having a healthy body that was given to me by God, that was created by God in the image of God, that is redeemed by His Son, Jesus Christ. I recognize all these things, and I'm so grateful for all these things that I say, in honor of these things, in honor of You, Lord, I will take care of it. And that's all I can do to show my gratitude is to take care of this body and also set the example for others. I I really, I don't want to, I'm not here to trash anybody. That's not the point of this. I have a problem with the hypocrisy of certain Christians who are extremely out of shape, like 500 pounds and gluttons eat what they want. There is a sin and an addiction tied to eating food, gluttony. Um, It's a distraction. Anyway, I don't want to ever be at that point in my life. I don't ever want to get there. And if I do start to stray down that path of neglecting my body to an extreme extent and using food as as a substance of dopamine, which that's that's when it becomes addictive, I would hope that somebody would call me out for that. But for now, my, my goal is is to develop habits, lifelong habits of health and wellness now to maintain a level of fitness that is is sustainable long-term so that in 20 years, it's just my life. You know what I mean? I don't want... it, It shouldn't be about dieting. It shouldn't be about, I don't want to work out today. I don't want to exercise. It's just a part of your life And you have to develop the habits for it to be that way. All right. So with this said, now I want to talk for a minute about the standards that I have for myself. Some of the physical standards um, that I use to analyze my fitness level. And part of that is strength. Um, Upper body strength, back, chest, arms, core, lower body strength. So what are some of these, these exercises that I use to assess that? For one, pull-ups. If I'm looking at my upper body as a whole and my back and arms in particular, pull-ups are a really good assessment of how strong you are in a given time or relative to your body weight. For me, 20 is I, – I really, really want to be able to do 20 at any given point in time. I think that is a great standard But generally, if I'm out of practice, I can do 15 to 18, any given point in time. And if I train for two or three days and get that conditioning back, then I can get 20, 21, or 22. And these are dead hang pull-ups, as strict as I can be with a pull-up. So I would say at this point in time, 15 is bare minimum. If I can't do 15 pull-ups, I have a problem and I need to reassess my situation. Now, again, that's kind of relative to my body weight and relative to the strength that I want at this point in time. And if I'm at the 20 or above realm, I'm stoked about that. And really, I want to keep pushing that and I want to push uh, push those limits a little bit further. But Baseline standard, 15 minimum, 20 on a good day. That shows me that I'm where I need to be in terms of back strength. Pull-ups, um, as far as a one set, a single set, 60 minimum. If I can't do 60 in one set, I need to reapproach my pull-up situation. And if I'm doing sets of 20... 10 to 20, with a small break in between. I want to be able to do 250, 300, within you know a 10 minute time frame or so. So looking at it that way, I'm kind of breaking it up, but able able to do two to 300 pull ups in a certain time frame. That to me shows me my triceps are good and firing hard. I got a good baseline for my chest strength. I can push up off the ground. I got a good tight core and that, that's kind of my standard at this point in time. And these are also a little bit based off of the Murph. I'm looking at the Murph in May for Memorial day. Um, the Murph challenge, Lieutenant Murphy, um, you can look into that, but essentially, what it is is a mile run, uh, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and then 300 squats, and then another mile run as fast as you can do it. So that's I'm using that as a baseline for my overall fitness and strength, and I think it's a really good testament. Oh, this whole thing is done with a weighted vest and or a flak jacket, 20 to 25 pounds. So. I'm kind of using that as my standard as much as I am my own, you know, thought process on this. But in general, I think that is a good rule of thumb. Um, Can you do pull-ups? Can you do push-ups? Can you do squats? And can you run? If you can do those things, you have a baseline of, of strength and fitness, aerobic capacity, anaerobic capacity, endurance, and all of these things. Um, with the run, it's, it's kind of hard to analyze this. I think that any given point in time, depending on, or, or disregarding elevation and terrain, I want to be able to run six miles an hour. That's 10 minute miles for one hour, regardless of terrain. Now, obviously if it's super flat ground, I should be running significantly faster than that. But to run a distance or run for a period of one hour without stopping with some hills, with some rocks, you know, some trail runs, that should be manageable and maintainable for me. Um, I'm also training for this marathon, so the number is a little bit skewed and Really, it's hard to look at a standard when I'm actually looking at 26.2 miles with 7,500 feet of gain and loss as my standard right now. Um, So those numbers might be a little off, but my point is to think about where you are and where you need to be. What does that look like for you? What type of aerobic capacity do you want for what you're training for? Um, Burpees. I don't have a set number for this, but here's my point. Burpees are extremely important exercise to analyze your ability to get on and off the ground rapidly and over a period of time. So you have anaerobic endurance, you have muscular endurance, you have speed, you have these things that assess assess a level of strength and um and anaerobic capacity it is also extremely translatable, especially for the combat and that battle, warrior battle mentality. Can I get on the ground? Can I get up? Can I move quickly? And I think burpees is a good test of a good exercise to analyze. Are you fit in this type of situation? And if you put a vest on and do it, put 20 pounds on and can do this 10 to 15 burpees as fast as you can without being completely exhausted afterwards, you're doing okay. Um kind of touched on endurance and speed. I don't really have my standard for the mile. So my fastest mile time ever was 6 minutes and 16 seconds. And that's not fast compared to other people, but that's fast for me. And I'm really trying to get below 6 minutes. So I'm kind of just periodically looking at my actual running speed. And how can I improve upon that? I think if I can run faster than seven minutes, a seven minute mile at any given time, that's good. I'm, I'm happy with that, but I'm really trying to push that boundary. Um, and I want to know how fast can I go? I'm 616 is my fastest ever. So I just want to push that. I want to see where I can go with that. How fast can I run a mile? Um, And then heat exposure. So I spent some time in Arizona, Phoenix to Flagstaff and everywhere in between. It's important. I think it's important to expose yourself to extreme levels of heat um, over extended periods of time. I think it builds resiliency. It builds endurance. uh, It teaches you a lot or you, you can learn a lot about hydration For me, uh, I learned a lot about hydration and nutrition during those types of environments. And now the winter in the East Coast, I use a sauna. And I love to get in the sauna for extended periods of time. The baseline standard for me is 20 minutes, at least four days a week. And that's based off of research um, that has been done to show a beneficial level of sauna use. Now that is not, so that's a standard. That's what I I, I do every day in the sauna is at least 20 minutes. But if I want to push, push myself mentally, I go 25, 30 or a little bit longer. And at that point it becomes an extreme challenge. And I build my resiliency to that heat exposure at that point, 25 plus minutes, 30 plus minutes. My longest is 45 minutes and eventually I'll hit an hour. But right now my longest was 45 minutes. Um, but anyway, my point is besides the, the physical benefits of using the sauna for recovery, um, I think that there is some extreme mental benefits as well of pushing yourself in that type of environment. So I love using a sauna for heat exposure. Same with cold. Um, although I don't have an ice bath, a uh, cold plunge, I just use a cold shower to kind of achieve the same thing. And it's not the same, I realize. One day I'll have an ice bath. Maybe I'll make one soon. But at this point in time, getting in a cold shower for about three minutes, I feel like is a good beneficial time frame. After that, I feel like I'm wasting running water. If I had an ice bath, I I would try to extend that. But I don't like to just let the water run for for an extended period of time. But three minutes is a beneficial time. To me, it's a beneficial time frame for for that cold exposure, um, and the truth is, after that, it's not it's not cold anymore. Really, after thirty seconds or a minute, it's not cold anymore. Your body adapts to it very quickly, um, which is interesting. Anyway, um, so these are some of my standards. Starting to get a little bit off topic, but to wrap this up. I just wanted to really lay out and explain my thought process on physical training, fitness, health, and wellness, developing good habits um, that that can be maintained over a long period of time. Why I'm doing this and, and why I think the way that I do. This isn't, This is important. This is potentially one of the most important aspects of life. I mean, (laughs) some people would argue with me. Besides our Christian beliefs, besides recognizing that we're sinners and that we need a Savior, on a day-to-day life, maintaining health and wellness is important. It's so important. And we're overlooking it constantly. America is, it, it, it sucks to see the bombard, bombardment of, of chemicals in our, it's not even food. I don't even want to call it food, but the industry sells us crap constantly. And then tells you that it's healthy or tells you you're going to lose weight if you eat this product. No, get out there and just work your butt off. It's going to help with depression. It's going to help with illnesses. It's going to help with overall wellness, health and wellness. You're you're going to be more successful. You're going to I'm gonna get off my soapbox. It's important, and I hope that this we can wake up and realize the importance of it. Make some changes in your life. Um, I know I am trying to daily. I guess I'll wrap it up here. I just I'm ranting at this point. So with that said. Empirical Preparedness, out.